Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, that managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, and of course, FightfulSelect.com. Head over, check out FightfulSelect.com. It's how we can bring you this show without doing ad reads. Today, I added a dark match commentary. The Dups versus the Haas Brothers. A couple of teams that, well, <laughs> half of one of them really made it up there, but a little bit of the story behind that and the match that we that, that I watch and did commentary over on there. It is a fun watch. We got a lot more added uh, this week. We have the members only podcast with Aaron Hyden, who you all may know on Twitter as Hustle the Savage. He does a lot of writing for Fightful.com. He uh, writes the spare room, does some great NFL draft analysis. And of course, I have the Fightful.com or FightfulSelect.com weekender that goes up this week. We're just going to keep adding, keep adding, keep adding stuff. I will have a UFC rankings breakdown on FightfulSelect.com this week as well. So go over, check that out. Tonight, May 15th, I am joined by one Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, how's it going? Hi. Uh, you're going to have to ask your boy what he thought of the Bengals draft. That was weeks ago. No, no, I know that, but I'll have to ask what he thought of, you know, the entire, you know, analysis. What did you, you think of the Bengals draft? Oh, uh, yeah, I think it's okay. I still think they, you know, they went with the center from Ohio State for the cheap hometown discount. <laughs> I still think so. I... I you know, they, they always draft for three years in the future and hope people pan out. That's that's the way they go. So I never really look at it and go, oh, man, I think it's really good this year. You know, they always, you know, Vontez Perfect wasn't drafted. So, you know, their best players always seem to come from these random signings. So I'm, I'm going to wait. I see what you're see. doing. Just because Anna's not on the show anymore, you think you can be sports lord. Mm. Can't be sports lord just because Anna's gone. It's <clears throat> not the way it works. Okay. I'm sports lord. I'm wearing the bull shirt, supporting them. The night of something actually relevant, the NBA draft lottery didn't work out for the Bulls. Fixed. <laughs> However, it did work out for someone else in Chicago, namely the All In Crew. Yeah, uh, pretty well. I uh, I whiffed on that one. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I whiffed on that one. I thought they'd need a big main event or I think they need a hard sell at that press conference. 
Or I thought, you know, they'd sell 5,000 on the first day and then they trickle in. Nope. That all 10 grand within a half hour. So, uh, you know, sometimes you get it wrong. So I've got some more in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. By the way, I break that down every week on FightfulSelect.com, as do our friends at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Go give them a uh, thumbs up and subscribe to them on YouTube. But I was told that they were hopeful, or at least their PR was hopeful, for 7,000 first day. Mm. They got 10,000 in 30 minutes. Good on them. It can't be viewed as anything but a success. No, he wants... He- <laughs> the goal was to sell 10,000. You sold 10,000. And I don't, you know, I didn't even care. I, I made some jokes and got reamed because, you know, at first you're doing the teasing about the scalping thing. Look, if yeah. scalpers buy the tickets and that they gets them to 10,000, that means they find value in it. That means it's a hot yep. kind of thing that they expect to be able to get rid of those tickets on. And I couldn't even do that for an NXT in Hollywood once. So, but it still counts as sold tickets. So, yes. you know what? There, there's no asterisk by it or anything. Their job was to sell the ten thousand tickets. They sold the ten thousand tickets. Boom. Maybe the should have ran Staples joke can now be should have ran Allstate. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> the funniest thing was several weeks ago. I had somebody bitching that the show was going to be forty five minutes away from them. Well, I'm not going. It's 45 minutes away. It's not really in Chicago. And I'm like, it's in Schaumburg. I'm not going to Schaumburg. <laughs> show. What are you talking about? It's come on. It's 45 it, minutes for class. Let's put it this way. They used to, <laughs> the NWA WCW used to call Uniondale, New York, New York City. So, so don't, <laughs> they're liars. They said, well, Chicago is in Schaumburg. F them. I'm giving my money to Vince. <laughs> well, of course, Fightful.com is going to have a ton of co- coverage from All In. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of the talking points there because obviously uh, their SmackDown Live isn't going to take up the full hour. Cody says there are no plans to stream and then mentioned that there are options and then said they want everybody to see it. That leads me to believe that's leverage. They're going they're I would imagine that they're going to stream this and they're evaluating options. That's the quick sellout means that you can now have streaming as an option because if you put it in before the sellout, people may not come. So the old blackout. That's yeah. NFL blackout type of stuff. Yeah, and he made those comments before they sold out. That's worth yeah. noting. Yeah. Uh, there there were people that said maybe they should do it on Twitch for free to build goodwill. And I was like, you know what? There are probably a lot of generous donors that would would contribute to that. Hold on, let me stop. Let me too. stop that real quick. They need to build goodwill. Did you see how cheap the tickets were? Yeah. Well, oh wow, we need we need to stream it for free they, on yeah. Twitch to build goodwill. The goodwill's there, kids. I didn't say they needed to. I no, said no, 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 no. The person who was who, who you were you, the hypothetical. Yeah. Some people were saying that's who I'm talking to. That. that don't need goodwill if you've sold 10,000 tickets on the first day Good point. with a card not announced with tickets that cheap. The goodwill's there. Boom. All they announced was Cody for the NWA championship. They, well, Billy Corgan said Aldis if he makes it that far. Popular it, belief is that Flip finds a way to backdoor his way in via the NWA title. Yeah, I. you know what? The card's superfluous, though, at this point. I mean, yeah. 
it was one of the criticisms of New Japan here in Long Beach this last time that one of the reasons that they kind of put on a half-assed card, it would seem, other than the top match, was that they had such a quick sellout, so they didn't need to please anybody. I don't think don't that's going to be the case. you think these guys in here. particular learn from that, though? Yeah, I do. I do. And uh, I don't think... You know what? I, I don't think at this point you need... I mean, you don't need a spectacular card, but I think everybody's going to try and kill themselves on this card. I think I think this this show is going to exceed expectations because I think people are thinking, well, you know what? It's not under a Ring of Honor or a New Japan banner, so maybe, you know, they... No, they're, this this show's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Freaks of Wrestling Podcast says, Flip Gordon versus Cody is not a big main event type match. Uh, that's not a big main event. Nothing with the NWA title is probably set to headline this show unless, I, I don't know, is Ric Flair going to wrestle? Is he going to win the NWA championship between now and then? The Rock Without coming it. back for a night? No. I will say I love the reintroduction of Black Machismo on Being the Elite. I think that's yeah. fantastic. That's a, that's a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, there was the discussion of CM Punk, and we'll have a story up on their thoughts on, or we do have one up on their thoughts on that, but he has his fight coming up in a couple of weeks. Also, Fightful.com was there. We talked to Tessa Blanchard. We talked to Hangman Page. We talked to Marty Skrull. Also today, I spoke to Conrad Thompson, who's putting on StarCast about uh, the process of pitching that. They've made it a week or a weekend-long thing. So they say before tickets went on sale, if if this sells out, there's going to be an all in too. I mean, I don't I don't know how you don't do an all in too at this point. Uh, you know, it was just it's again it's I think Chicago or Schaumburg if you're going to be, you know, if you don't want to drive, um, I I think there's a certain perfect storm there because. It was in my analysis of, of why I didn't think it was going to sell out because I was looking at the New Japan ticket sales out here in the Cow Palace and how those were going. And I thought, well, okay, that's it. They kind of have had their hot ticket. Ring of Honor's gone everywhere, and they've never really had this kind of a hot thing. I, I was saying it was going to be slow. I think you're going to have to put all in in a place where they're rabid for this kind of show. I would pick the U.K., Oh yeah! If you're gonna do all in two, I would pick the UK. That that would be my my move right there because I think anywhere else in the states, I, I think you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make American fans miss you for a year. I, I'd put it in the UK. If they do that, I wonder how big a star cast type of thing would be associated with that because that's that's an awful lot of flights to pay for. Well, I, I don't think. Well, see, you only need a couple of the star the headlining type of star cast. And then you use local podcasts for that goodwill. You know, there's plenty of British wrestling podcasts out there. Well, it's not really that that's, I, mean, I know, the, I know what you're saying though. Yeah. The attraction of that is the, the talent involved, not necessarily the, yeah, the random podcasters who are out there doing that. Of course, uh, you all can hear my interview with Conrad Thompson. It'll be on tomorrow's list and your boy, as well as it uh, it's up on, youtube.com slash fightful right now leave us a thumbs up subscribe we got smackdown live to talk about may 15th what'd you think of this show i i liked it i i didn't love it but i liked it quite a bit especially uh especially the last match um and you know just from a kind of a historical perspective i think at least for this one I, i'm sort of happy the uk finally got a good show so mm-hmm. to speak because too. His, speaking, you know, 
having done Shake Them Ropes for a few years and having done this for a couple of years now, the UK shows always tend to be that tour always tends to be right after, you know, one of the big four events, I think. I think it was after Mania last year that they directly went to Europe and they always get kind of a half-assed effort from the WWE. And I don't think this show, look, this show wasn't top to bottom water cooler talk that we'll all remember at the end of the year, but this wasn't also a half-assed show. I agree. Thought for sure I was done with this goddamn Kid Rock song, though. <laughs> what, you going down to New Orleans? <laughs> man. Oh, man. What would, what would the all-in song be? What do they have about Chicago? Sweet Home Chicago? What the shit is that? Uh, I, I, I know the Blues Brothers version. I'm trying to think offhand who did the original it's one. It's got to be a Kanye was, song that's uh, better than that. Uh, Baby, don't you want to go? Uh, yeah, lots forget, of I, for, forget I asked. No surprise, Daniel Bryan gets an amazing reception. They won't even let Renee Young speak. Daniel Bryan says he was happy just to be back, but not anymore. That's not enough. He wants to become WWE champion. This brings out Big Cass, who says the only reason he tapped out to Bryan was so he could get up and kick Bryan's ass again. I like that line. I thought he delivered this promo very, very well. He mocked the crowd. He was... <laughs> I thought that he echoed the voices of all those people you see online that are like, Daniel Bryan ain't believable. He's too little. I think he's really good at echoing those people. I think he went a little over the top with it, but I liked it overall. I, I, th- I think the clowning last. It, it wasn't that he went over the top. I think it lasted a little too long before Brian punched him in the face. So about that, Brian beat the shit out of Big Cass. Yes, this was good. This was <laughs> I liked this because look, I, I'm going to tell you something. They've been presenting Brian a little bit in the wrong way. They, Brian is not a scrappy underdog who who comes back. Brian is the little guy who can beat your ass. He's the Brian, technically proficient guy. I mean, I've I've heard many stories about him training at Extreme Couture. I've heard stories about him at cinnamon, seminars with uh, Billy Robinson. Like I've I've heard these stories about how he goes out of his way to master his craft and from shooters and the guy has, is just that guy. He has big guy offense and, and I'll give you a parallel. I, I, and I like this guy, so don't say I'm trashing him, but right now in his presentation in progress, this is what they want Travis banks to be. And right now he's not, I mean, and it's wrong to compare him to Daniel Bryan, but the presentation is very much parallel between the two. And I thought this was, this this was a nice quote unquote redebut for Daniel Bryan in front of a very very hungry audience to see him. I, I really liked this. So Bryan just punches Cass, works over the knee heel style. I'm talking like ruthlessly wraps it around the pole. That's a heel move right there, trying to injure a guy. It's like Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Dash and Wilder all converged into one human being. And who likes and he- that? This I love it. It was, it was a good touch. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Sean Waltman tweeted right after this. Sometimes you've been in the doghouse so long, they forget why you were even put in there. <laughs> <laughs> Big Cass drew heat, uh, as first reported by Pro Wrestling Sheet, for attacking the little person. Yeah. Talked a little bit about this on previous shows, but a lot of times I don't report storyline news because... The, the, the joke always is, oh, plans change. Well, they do. Because there's one mid-70s guy who always changes his mind. And one mid-70-year-old guy decided that Daniel Bryan's chest was too painted up. 
for him to be on the show a couple weeks ago that caused a rewrite to the cast little person segment. Daniel Bryan was supposed to come out during that segment. Vince McMahon did not want the little person beat up anymore, whether it be for the safety of the little person, whatever. Big Cass took it upon himself to advocate that he should, then ignore the demands not to. That's bad. And I was straight up told by somebody who works backstage in WWE, regardless of what fans think that WWE thinks of Daniel Bryan, they view this heavily, heavily as a big opportunity for Big Cass. This was, yes, WWE has extended that that to Cass as well. Like, this is a real good spot for you. Don't mess it up. And he messed it up. However, I loved the promo where he said, you're going to have a seven-foot shadow that you can't shake the whole time. I thought he was great here. He saved face as best he could before he got his ass whipped real bad. You know, I'm going to advocate a little bit for for Cass here, and I agree it's a bonehead move in many ways, but it might be one of those where you take a step back and in the long run it ends up making you ahead. And I'm going to I'll 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 say why. I think his performer instincts were good to advocate for the beatdown, for the extended beatdown. I, I I do. Because you want to get him over as a giant with some tough guy credibility rather than just as an entertaining kind of clown. Who so just beating up a play. little person does that. Well, no, but but the, <laughs> the fists, he wanted, he, wanted, he wanted to do more than the big boot. He really wanted to lay it into the guy. And if you're projecting, you know, if the character is projecting Daniel Bryan onto this little person, you'd think he'd do more than the big boot to do it. Now, I also understand the WWE's position here and the optics of that. May not be the most uh, optimist, not optimistic, but optimal for say. Mm. I mean, look, Daniel Bryan got fired for choking a guy with a tie. Yeah, because, because toy retailers got angry. Oh, okay? Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin got heat and had his briefcase taken from him because he dared question the instincts of a CTE specialist. When Baron Corbin is from from everybody I spoke to backstage, very well read on the subject, very educated on the subject. Like, I mean, you can criticize Baron Corbin for a lot of things. Apparently, his knowledge on CTE is not among them. Now, that said, okay, he went against orders. Everybody's calling it stupid. But in the end, he became a tougher guy. He got the beat down from the, from the little guy and really, you know, it, it, it gives a little bit of heat to this feud. In the end, and look, this is going to be a one-week thing that everybody forgets. There's not going to be any lingering controversy over, oh, he laid it into the little guy, and now it's going to follow him the rest of his career. It's not that kind of a move. It was a storyline move on TV, and there's so much product on this TV that they forget it. In the end, it served him well to stand up for himself in terms of pitching it. It wasn't the best idea to do it on TV, but he may... But there's that phrase, it's better to do something and have to apologize and ask for permission think this is going to be quickly forgotten and i think it may help him in the end yeah i think being the bully that got punched in the nose and beaten up kind of kind of works for him because i think also part of this part of the reason that this this beatdown was so vicious was a receipt because he's in the doghouse but yeah. in the end it helps make the feud a lot hotter yeah so in the end everybody's gonna win on this whole deal I thought I thought everything about this segment was really good, and I thought Big Cass did a great job as well. Mm-hmm. 
Miz is on commentary. Miz does a Miz has got he's a real versatile guy. He's got a future as Byron Saxton on commentary in the future. No, he, but Rob, Rob and I have said he should have a job for life. Yeah, they have a lot of people that have excelled in that commentary role, though. I mean, remember when CM Punk did commentary and he was like. <laughs> Everybody's like, wow, after his career, well, that didn't work out. Austin Aries is great on commentary. People thought, wow, Mick Foley was really great on commentary, and he just didn't want somebody screaming in his ear. There have been no shortage. It's just when they're molded, it doesn't always work. I mean, I listen to Colt Cabana, and I think Colt Cabana is one of the greats on commentary right now, too. He does very well. If if Mandy Leone is putting on a move wrong, Colt Cabana's like, uh, she needs to adjust that. Or else homegirl's going to get out of it. There are little things like that. Don Callis is really good. So when I hear somebody pop up on WWE commentary and they just do decent, I'm like, oh, shit. What, what while, is we're on, while we're on commentary, I thought Corey Graves was pretty good today, tonight. I, I did, and I, I think I think it, he's much better on the SmackDown team because he does kind of play pure heel on this, on this show. On Raw, he has to pivot because he's always – on his toes to wait to see if coach or Booker or Michael Cole say something stupid and he has to pivot to the opposite reaction in order to take him on in terms of the face heel dynamic. I think here he's a lot more comfortable. I love when he berates Byron. I don't know why it always makes me laugh because Byron is such a endearing. He seems to be honestly into things and then, and then, you know, just shut up Byron. I, I think he is, really in his groove on this SmackDown team. And I think also because Tom is not look compared to Michael Cole, Tom is just kind of a straight ahead play by play guy rather than a shilling uh, catchphrase kind of machine here. And I think that also suits Corey a lot better in this role. I uh, highly recommend Corey Graves's interview with Sam Roberts. Oh, that was great. <laughs> really good. Uh, outside of the, the one comment where it's like, Oh, we played to the people at home, not the people in the crowd. And I was like, ah, mm. that shit's wrong. First off, you don't play to anybody. You play to one guy in the back. That's who you play to. That's that's it. And it's okay to say that. It is. Even though that at, at NBC Upfront, Stephanie's saying, we give our fans what they want. Uh, not really, though. Not really. Sometimes, but not really. Xavier Woods immediately gets a nice tope con Hilo. Cesaro <laughs> counters that inverted infrared with nothing but brute strength. <laughs> and then he and Cesaro, or he and Sheamus hit a suplex or back suplex flying double axe handle. Big E is just such a great talent, but he's also a great talent that got double DDT'd and then put in a sharpshooter. Xavier goes outside in on the DDT, then gets that inverted infra- infrared. Biggie hits the YOLO dive and then the rope walk elbow drop from Xavier gets the pin. They qualify for money in the bank, or at least one of them do. Now there are rumors, at least PW Insider speculates, Big E is in for a big singles push soon. But New Day, at least on screen, when they take it upon themselves, always push Kofi as the guy they want to be champion. How does this pan out? I think it's Kofi mostly for the stunt aspect of the match. I, I well, if, if they're going to break, that, gonna, like I don't know why it wouldn't be Xavier at this point. No, that's true too. But I, I think, uh, 
You know, if they're going to break up the New Day and give one of them a singles push, now would be the time to do it, and you do it over fighting over who's going to be in the match. I'm a little shocked because I thought they're gonna, this is going to be how they explain splitting up Cesaro and Sheamus. I thought they were going to win and then fight over who got to be in Money in the Bank. But uh, no, I like this match. And yeah, I think Xavier Woods is is very underappreciated in the ring. Um, I always, I still cringe at the YOLO dive. I, I think, is so this going to be the time? Is this going to be the time he lands wrong or he lands on a guy and his neck is in the wrong position or something like that? But uh, no, I, I'm, I, I still fully expect it to be Kofi Kingston in the match. It's an amazing spot. But goddamn, man, Biggie is 32 years old and that is a baby in WWE age. Mm-hmm. He's got a good decade at least if he wants it. And that's a lot of time to do a lot of special things. Not knowing who will be at the top of WWE and sees that at, by by the time. I mean, do you think 82-year-old Vince McMahon will still be in charge? You never know. But there has always been something for Biggie, and I don't want to see it ended by a tragic neck injury. Hold on. Remind me. Who's in the Money in the Bank match right now, currently? I will pull it up right now. Because I just thought of something. It is Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, The Miz, Rusev, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, a New Day member, and TBA, Samoa Joe versus Big Cass. Well, if they put Samoa Joe in there and they already have Rusev, I was thinking maybe they put in Big E so they could do power spots with Braun, but they already got enough power in there. I think it's still going to be Kofi. Fair. This match is pretty good. Really mm-hmm. fast-paced, incredible stuff. Like New Day, they're they're not old to me. I mean, their shtick where they would come out every single week and talk got old. But in the ring, I still love these guys. Yeah. No, they're 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 a very good tag team with a gimmick that has kind of not evolved in a while. So they're really stuck on this pancakes thing. And it's been hey, that way for a couple tonight. months. <laughs> hey paleo pancakes tonight actually protein those aren't real pancakes uh, whatever i mean it's what, the, <laughs> it's what the package says okay it's what I, it's what i'm eating uh backstage page tells carmella via the phone that she can't get a horse-drawn carriage tonight mandy rose and sonia deville are giving given a qualifying match against becky lynch and they are informed that only one of them will advance to money in the bank I thought all three did pretty well in this. I think it was okay. I just thought it was a poorly scripted one because I mean the, the, the usual the, the leap in logic to say, oh, we're we're on a two and one two on one match to get into the money in the bank match. Uh, if she's already not showing favoritism towards you, why would you think you'd be getting that? You, yeah, know? you never know. I know, I know. Renee Young interviews AJ Styles and Nakamura backstage. Nakamura is still pretending that he can't speak English, says he'll beat Styles. I was confused as to why they were having a match to have another match, personally. I'm not, because these matches, the stipulation, um, the stipulation, stipulation. I was trying to think of a second word. I couldn't think of it. But but this is a, you know, this is a time-honored trope in in wrestling in that we're going to have this big match, and if you win, you can pick the stipulation. I I was fine with it. It made sense. Yeah, that's the applying logic to an illogical situation. I just meant from a normal perspective, like, why why wouldn't they just put the title on the line tonight? But I I get why they didn't. I mean, I get why they did it. And it added stakes to the main event, so... I'm cool with that, too. That's what I've really liked about the last couple of weeks. There have been some stakes to the matches that I'm watching, whether I end up enjoying the show or not. Now, that being said, 
we're going to have about three or four weeks of holding patterns and six person tags and oh, yeah. tag teams and triple threats and all that horse shit. Mm-hmm. I like the superstar facts telling us things that commentary should be like the fact that Chad Gable, a raw superstar was a Pan American wrestler. <laughs> all right. Save big on your Memorial day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three 49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, body armor, super drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. Rusev and Aiden English are backstage hanging out and singing in their private locker room. Lana shows up and says that she has a Money in the Bank qualifying match next week against Billy Kay. It's been a while. <laughs> been a while for Lana, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> someone might die in that match um, yeah and here's the thing here's the thing we don't got a goddamn clue who no it might, hey you know what might be peyton royce she's near the situation uh i did like uh i i'm hoping i, I i'm not fully in on this yet but i'm hoping they've now dropped the lana is going to be the split of the team and maybe they're all together. I think they, I think they as a threesome make a great, great unit. I would pervert. Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) And a lot Uh, of people are like, Oh, Lana never wrestles. No, Lana has been wrestling. She has just not been wrestling near a camera. But my cynicism, my cynicism says Billy Kay is going to murder death her to keep her out of that money in the bank match. And then Lana will blame Aiden English for it. Yeah, it could happen. Uh, Lana has actually been teaming with the Iconics on this European tour. She huh. worked Naomi for a series of matches in in April. She did, I think, about six or seven matches in March. She has been wrestling pretty consistently ever since, as far as I can tell, almost a year now. Outside of last December, she didn't wrestle a lot. So she's, I mean, she's been doing it. So we'll see how much it's paid off next week. We also see Samoa Joe doing a selfie promo informs Big Cass that he's going to whip his ass. I believe it, as I believe most things that Samoa Joe says. Get in my veins, Joe! Get in my veins! He's fainting! (laughs) Oh, I've watched Joe promos and I just go, any, any era. You put this guy, you put a camera on him, and you let him talk to the camera, he's over. He's the guy. He is the guy. He's the guy I want to watch. I want to see him beat up everybody. I believe that he hates Cass with the passion of a thousand sons. I do too. F, yes. For daring Please. to sign on the dotted line. Oh. Oh, Joe oh. Hates oh, it gives me chills just thinking about it. Jeff's about to start stealing Rob's laptop to pawn it off so he can afford more Joe promos. Mm-hmm. The Iconics aren't as hip to the selfie promo technology, but they cut a good one. Fine. I thought this was good. I, I do. I, I think uh, they're, they're a great act right now. I, I'm, I'm waiting for the uh, in-ring stuff to catch up a little bit, but, but I like them. So uh, they, get, they get some more rope. Andrade see an Miss with Zelina Vega finally debuts. He defeated Jake Constantino wearing like the same gear I wore in my first pro wrestling match. 
Andrade seeing Ole Miss as a breath of fresh air that this show needs. It's welcome. Won't say it needs it, but it's welcome. Gets a big overhand chop, double knees, hammerlock DDT. I love that move. Love the double knees as well. And then they wrote a promo for Zelina. Oh, they didn't write a promo for Zelina. They recycled the generic introduction yeah. promo for Zelina. That's what ticked me off. This yeah. is the, we're here to take over. There are people in the locker room. Uh, not to take over. We're here. Yeah, no, he said to take over. That's right. I, yeah, I that's what it to was. Cause, to call, it's either t- we're here to take over or we're here to cause chaos. How about we're here to win the title? How about you give me that? You know, <laughs> we're here to take over because what this is office politics yeah that we're watching through the through the lens of wrestling no it's not it's it's wrestling that's you know i i really i liked i liked the introduction in terms of okay you showed off his moveset and then you give her that promo and i think she does great delivery but man that is yeah that is generic wwe create a superstar 101 on do you remember when they had when they had everybody do the vignettes or the promo in the ring. My name is. Yes. Every time. And even yeah. Randy Orton kept it for years. Mm-hmm. My name is Randy Orton. We know who the fuck you are. You've been on this show for a decade, guy. Like, you're you're a meme now, for the love of God. Everybody knows who the hell you are. I actually had a person who uh, wrestled at a developmental territory after it was no longer developmental territory, saying that the people there were told by WWE to teach that and continued to teach it to wrestlers after that. I really hope that's been abandoned. That is so old. Yeah, yeah it doesn't you know what it does? It doesn't get over any of your personality. None. It gets you no emotional connection whatsoever. It, it it's it's the basic exposition type of promo and look, okay, you're here to take over. Yeah, but you're not a you're a you're you're not a world conqueror. You're a B villain in the comic book, so to speak. So why are you talking about world domination when you should be talking about Robin Banks? That's my comic book corollary. It's the wrong kind of monologue. We can talk about how good the hammerlock DDT is. Oh, I love it's that fantastic. Movie. I love fantastic. I'm a DDT advocate. I love the DDT. Mm-hmm. I wish there were a guy who or girl who made who did the variations of a DDT as a finish like Diamond Diamond Dallas Page would hit diamond cutters out of anywhere. If this guy hits a tornado DDT, it's over. He hits a rope hung DDT, it's over. Doesn't matter what kind he hits, his is the best. And I would have them say that too. Like everybody else can do my damn move. I don't care. I do it better than them. That's all it takes. Because I have a lot of people people that always say that. They're like, oh, the super kick's not a finish anymore. And I'm like, well, I bet you if Shawn Michaels shows up tomorrow and super kicks somebody, they lay flat and they lay still, and it's still over as a finish. Give the kind of, you know, give the kind of detail where it's like, okay, when Bobby Roode does an implant DDT, he does this. But when you do a hammerlock DDT, you're, you know, you're, you're, you know, sometimes they can protect themselves on the implant DDT, but you can't on the hammerlock DDT because you're in the arms behind the back, et cetera, et cetera. Or some guys will do a DDT as a transition move, but this guy has really perfected it in the gym. And he, you know, that's why it's his finisher. By the way, guys, I have that feature making a finisher coming up later this year. Uh, I do have uh, several of the interview segments for those up for Fightful Select subscribers. You all get those months before I even publish those to the public because I've got a lot of work to do on those. We go inside on 
uh, making a finisher, what went into the decision-making of that, perfecting it, who takes it best, who takes it worst. My favorite reaction so far on who takes it worst, the only person who didn't hesitate was Raven, and he immediately goes, oh, Sandman, the absolute worst. So that I appreciated. (laughs) We have the Melibration. Carmella has Queen's guards and everything. She is turning into more into Ariana Grande every single week. Looks just like her at this point. We get a bunch of dumb Royal references, but at least Carmella is really good at delivering the lines. However, I think the line, I'm better than Trish and Lita combined, is right up there with like, I've got more talent in my pinky finger than you do in your entire body. Or I bet you don't even know which one's Matt and which one's Jeff as the worst lines. Oh, I'm hey. better than all you people is one of those uh, is yeah. all, one of the lines. Hey, yeah. all you people. We, we've spoken at length on that. Paige <clears> comes <throat> out and announces Asuka's Carmella's Money in the Bank opponent. Asuka comes out and dances. I thought that Carmella did the best she could with a really stupid-ass set of circumstances. Yes, she's great. The promo was 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 the script she was handed was terrible uh my comment on the look was uh hollywood stage mom taking the four-year-old to an audition this is every actress who married rich and ended up having a kid and that's Mm -hmm. how they look to also impress the casting director speaking of which uh i thought i had booked that johnsonville ad that's been running tonight so i'm kind of upset about that one (laughs) Uh, i got a what am i missing there um Oh, I, I I auditioned for the Johnsonville Bratz ad that's been playing during SmackDown Ooh. tonight. I got a callback on it. I went in on it with the guy they booked as the mayor of the town, and he booked it, and I didn't. I'm kind of mad. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> no, no, he's great. It was just one of those things where uh, I was playing an ice cream man, I think. Um, <laughs> it would have been, been nice. Um, but, yeah, no, I think I think her as a character – She's centered. She delivers all her lines well. She just never gets the chance. Okay, I'm better. She lists all these people that she's better than, but she never goes that second step on any of them to say why she hates these people and why she's name dropping them and to build any kind of tension like that. So we're going to get the basic chicken heel versus baby face who should kill her in about 15 seconds. So they're going to have to find a way for a banana peel finish. I think, because I don't think they're going to take the belt off of her just yet. So, but uh, yeah, Carmel's going to get kicked in the kicked in the chest a few hundred times uh, during the course of this feud, and I'm looking forward to it because Oscar's awesome. Money the Bank qualifier Becky Lynch defeated Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Mandy and Sonya both have shitty music. Anything? Mm-hmm. No. Well, Mandy still has that that stutter step entrance, which is just she almost tripped tonight. If you saw it, it, it it's not, you know, that 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 drag your foot behind you and stop for a second. Then your next foot, drag your foot behind you and stop. She still has the uh, soft focus Vaseline lens. Uh, I know that was driving you nuts last week. Well, um, as, as James McKenna posted, Vince really thought Mandy Rose could play the Emelina gimmick. No, she's yeah, no. That that would be that would be great. And and I think the major thing going against this match tonight was it's almost as if we saw two allies teaming up a bit against a red hot baby face last night. Yeah, it's like we we haven't seen this a billion goddamn times already. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll put over Sonia Deville strikes. They're some of the best around. I think she just does an amazing job. Mandy tries to roll up Sonia, you know, just like every match we've seen so far with these triple threats and the two heels. What are you doing? Why are you doing? Wow. Well, because it's a triple threat, you dope. You just <laughs> so I'll show you where Mandy's kind of inexperience plays in timing things out. She clocks Mandy, or where Sonia's inexperienced, rather. I don't know if I said Mandy, but she clocks Mandy right before the commercial's over. Mm -hmm. Wait until that comes back. Yeah. My God. Uh, There's a mushroom stomp style knee from Sonia that I think is going to be good when she perfects it. It was a little slow tonight, but once she gets used to it and everybody else gets used to it, it'll be good. Mandy hits uh, Angel's wings, but Sonya stops the pin. Becky drop kicks Mandy, who has Sonya on her shoulders. This is ugly. Yeah, there was a lot of ugly in this match. Um, it was bad. I'm going to defend Sonya slightly on, on your comment, only because this week the show was taped. They didn't yeah. have to put the commercial there for the live side-by-side side because they weren't live. They could have That's actually fixed this. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of ugly in this match, and you know, I, I understand you want to bring certain people up, but I, I just, it, it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to denigrate this any more than it has to. I'm very happy Becky won. I think Becky, I, I, probably, am too. I think Becky deserves to win money in the bank, to be honest with you. But um, I think she is going to be, if Bailey's not in there, I think she's going to be the workhorse of this crew. Again, DeVille has great kicks and knees. Most convincing thing about this match. Mandy accidentally knees Sonya. Her knee is very good as well. Yes. Like consistently incredible. That, that finishing knee that she does, the running one that where she comes yeah. off the ropes, that always looks like she's laid it in there. And uh, I remember at the Women's Royal Rumble, she put one on, um, was it Kyrie Sane or Lita? I can't remember which one, but man, you could hear the pop all the way up in the cheap seats. And it was like, wow, that that's impressive. Like, I feel like 18, 19 years ago, like in WWF, they couldn't use something like that as a finish. It just never worked. Like those little short strikes, quick strikes, they just didn't seem to work. No, because it's, it's not big and it doesn't have the spectacle of a, of a finish, you know, it's, it's, but I think that's where mixed martial arts has really helped WWE and giving it, you know, newer ideas and that now you can have a knee strike and it has credibility as being a finish of some kind, or at least a try and pin him for two type of uh, move. Becky picks up the win via submission. This was a rough watch, but at least Becky got something. Mandy and Sonya did not need to win this match. So, And just to add to it, I don't think with Bailey losing last night, she is still uber popular in the UK, despite the efforts to kill her in the States. I think Becky. I think Becky Lynch losing in the UK may have started a minor riot of some sort. So it, it was nice that they didn't uh, they didn't beat her here. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated AJ Styles. I really like this match. This is the best match of the four major ones. I thought. Yeah, uh, Styles flies over the top rope with a forearm. Nakamura kicks him on the apron, drills him with a knee. Nakamura then connects with a great flying kick. Whew, loved it. Ooh, this is the Nakamura I've been wanting to see. Mm-hmm. Even in NXT, I wanted to see this guy. Applies yep. a dragon sleeper. Styles gets out. 
runs a sliding forearm into Nakamura's face, follows with a sloppy inverted powerbomb. I think it was more on Nakamura than anything. But Nakamura files ba- fa- fires back, easy for me to say, with a wheel kick, the kind that he lands with his ankle. And then the landslide for two. I put in my notes, this was developing into the best match I thought the two have had since Wrestle Kingdom. They went back and forth with really stiff strikes. Styles gets tripped up on the top rope. He can't get the Styles clash, but does manage an Ushigoroshi. Nakamura hits a Kinshasa. Styles out at two. Nakamura goes for another, but then Styles counters that with a spinning uh, spinning heel kick. Then Nakamura fakes being punched right in the penis and gets the pin after a reverse exploder and a Kinshasa. Damn, I love this match. This was good stuff. I thought that ending was clever as hell. Me too. I loved they put a little bit old school Eddie Guerrero there. You know, yes. throwing the chair in somebody's hand and, and pretending he got hit. Love that. Love old school kind of heel weasel stuff. I thought, but man, I'll tell you something. I think they undersold it on commentary because they were trying to avoid saying he hit him in the back of the head. Because you could see Corey kind of take kind of a hiccup and go, he hit him. Well, the referee was distracted and he hit him in the back of the neck. And I'm just like, no, he hit, he clocked uh, him in the back of the head. Yeah. And I know that I know it's an uncomfortable thing with CTE and everything right now, but it's also a heel move to clock a guy in the back of the head when he's, when his, when he's obviously not paying attention. I, I, I think, uh, it, it 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 lost a little bit of a luster because of that, but this is definitely out of the big four matches that I've watched, including the Mania match I was live for. I thought this was the best. I think there are things that WWE should play up that are legal in their world that aren't legal in MMA worlds, and that's why mm-hmm. some people can have trouble transitioning. Like a DDT is illegal in MMA. You can't do that. Everybody does a DDT in pro wrestling. You can't spike anybody on their head for for really anything there, and you should play it up. And the back of the head is another one of those. Just say it. I mean, it's... Well, as you said, you like the DDT. I miss the brain buster and also oh, just an old and also old school pile drivers. Yeah. You know, where you're basically landing on your butt and, and doing it. I miss those. I understand the concerns. I understand, you know, one botch, and it could be a, a, a an issue. But And I understand, you know, trying to be sensitive to... Uh, modern times and modern medicine but but you're right if we're gonna have the ddt legal in there why can't we have brain busters and pile drivers back as long as it's not like a staggerly patriot <laughs> shoot brain buster yeah or or even you know you know the, the the i i don't like the tombstone pile driver on anybody other than brothers of destruction so i'm fine with keeping that away so smackdown live i thought was pretty damn decent fun show uh you know and usually i don't say that if even there's one match that i think is a stinker and i thought that women's qualifier was a stinker but ultimately i thought the booking was different than what wwe usually does you don't often see the little guy just mercilessly beat the crap out of some big guy that they clearly hold some value in the main event was main event caliber there were multiple matches that had stakes Mm -hmm. you know there are still a lot of people who are not on this show on a weekly basis, which you're going to have if you have a big roster and very little TV time, but no, no uh, Samoa Joe in front of the crowd, no club. Like they're never on the show. Usos are never on the show. Bludgeon brothers are always doing the same thing on the show. Stan oh, that is one's still bad not on the tonight. show. 
that that brother's promo was cringe. Forgot all about it, to be honest with you. Uh, no Shelton Benjamin on the program tonight. Of course, no Ty Dillinger. He's there to cameo whenever they need him. So there are a lot of people who just don't show up here. And Chris Jericho trying to troll today like he was in London. When y'all think he cut his hair? Come on, guys. Do better. Do better. They also debuted Andrade, Cien, Almas. So they, they accomplished a lot of different things. This was an easy watch for me. Yeah. Um, I'm also looking forward to the 205 that they taped on this. Yeah. Uh, after la- Buddy Murphy, Mustafa Ali last week, if you haven't seen it, go out of your way to watch it. It was fantastic. And one of my favorites from the WrestleMania weekend, Flash Morgan Webster's on tonight's uh, 205 Live. I really like that kid's gimmick, and I like watching him in the ring. I think he's great. I'm excited to check him out. Haven't seen a lot of his stuff. Of course, guys, I will review 205 Live, as well as NXT, Impact, all that good stuff on this week's FightfulSelect.com weekend. Or a programming note, we did do Holy Smokes MMA podcast today. Talked UFC 224, Chuck Liddell wanting to fight John Jones. I don't know why. Uh, I'm doing my UFC Chili Post show on Sunday afternoon. That isn't the biggest show in the world. And I know that a lot of you like to uh, engage with me while the show goes live. So I figure it's a lot better to do that show on a Sunday afternoon as opposed to 1 a.m. Works <laughs> out a little bit better. Jeffrey, anything else that stands out to you about this week in wrestling since we haven't really heard from you since last week? I I, I enjoyed the uh, Vitor Belfort knockout more than because I watched the Randy one that got the same kick beforehand. So well, he got always... kicked the same way by by Anderson Silva back in the day as that well. Too. Yeah, I remember the more that. Change the more they stay the same. The funny thing about that in MMA, like every year or two, there will be a kick that you don't see really a lot, and it will change the game. John Jones and his oblique kicks. Uh, Vitor Belfort getting kicked with a front kick, and a lot of people started to use that. Uh, the spinning wheel kick from Edson Barboza. Uh, teep kicks are utilized more now than ever, so liver I got, kicks. I got a lingering question. I'm going to throw it to you concerning All sure. In. Yeah. This was, I think, the biggest driving force in ticket sales was to stick it to Vince McMahon. What do you think? Uh, that's tough to say. It could be. I mean, that could be the motivation because there are a lot of people who are really disenfranchised with WWE's product and some of their decision making. However, um, it's. I think it's. I think it's I think a real a, testament I think, to the way to how likable those guys can be. Yes, I think there's other factors. Don't get me wrong, because I think there's that. I think Chicago is a much better target than the west coast which has been getting these big shows and it could be seen as oh the west coast gets everything chicago's kind of been underutilized i think their goodwill helps a lot but i think just the singularity of it being a historical thing and it not being wwe and people wanting it to succeed in in the era of wwe being dominant i think that was a big driving factor in getting ten thousand sold that was a big factor in ECW having strong ticket sales, even to the point to where they they died. Yeah. Imagine a company doing that, those kind of ticket sales, and dying today. Mm-hmm. It's it's unbelievable to think, especially where we're in like a rights fees era and a VOD live streaming era. 
so I mean, it, you know, there are a lot of questions. Should this be called an independent event? It's promoted independently for sure, but it does feature a wealth of talent that is contracted, like a ton of contracted people. So yes. I, I kind of do understand that that disagreement, that discussion, because you got people from Impact, from Lucha Underground, from New Japan, from Ring of Honor, and they had to get permission to do that. Just- yeah, I, I think, see, I, independent is always a weird label when it comes to wrestling. It, it really is. <laughs> like, there are still people that say that ROH is an indie, and I'm like, man, if they're an indie, sign me up to be an indie. Mm-hmm. If that's the qualification, actually don't because of the weird ownership situation there. But uh, also, Kyler James, our social media manager, says, uh, what are Jeff's thoughts on Ronda Rousey getting a title shot already? Uh, I, I think it's fine because I don't think they're going to give her the belt immediately. I didn't like I didn't like the presentation at all. I thought that was terrible. I thought it was one of the worst ways to announce a title match that they've ever done, to be honest with you. Uh, I, it, it just it kills. I think it kills wrestling that, you know, oh, we're all friends. And, oh, I want a title shot. Oh, there you go. A we're week all buddies after we're they introduced yeah. Jessamyn Duke and, and Marina Shafir by having mm-hmm. them call Becky Lynch, Bailey, Charlotte, and Sasha, the faux horsewomen. Yeah, uh, I just, I understand trying to please your upfront, and you know what, you could have done something over the top and terrible in terms of, you know, fake fighting up there, but I, I just think there's better ways to do this, but you know what, I, but since I don't think Ronda's getting the belt her first time out there, even if she does, but I'm fine with it, she has... Look, she was the most dangerous woman for about three years out there. I have no problem in terms of credibility. No, no issue whatsoever. Well, NBC's on my good side since they saved Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Maybe one of all three or four network comedy shows that I have ever found funny. I like the show. I think it's only going to last one year, though. Probably. Probably. Guys. You can follow me at Sean Ross Sat. You can follow Jeff at Crap Game Thirteen. Jeff, what do you got going on this week? So we can shake them ropes. I'm gonna have a, a little bit more on this All In, a little bit more on that Ronda Rousey thing, um, and we're gonna. I'm gonna talk a lot about Roman Reigns because this is a fascinating situation to me. I think, I think he may be beyond repair at this point. But and that's and what they're doing is a very cynical move that kind of feeds it but uh i'll say that for the show um you can follow the show at shake them ropes and you can follow the host at his now new permanent account at rob from indiana (laughs) guys thank you all so much check out fightfulselect.com all kinds of new content up there i have raw and smackdown production scripts if you just want to take a look at what they what they look like i'll have early access to the fightful wrestling weekly I'll have the, uh, I do have the dark match commentary up there. I'll have the UFC rating or rankings breakdown members only podcast this week, as well as the Fightful Select Weekender. Follow me at Sean Ross Follow us at Fightful Online. We are out. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.